0: and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin, and I'll be your host for these little snack-bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. We'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture, and we can see these represented in modern-day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Now for the first time in ages, we're heading to something a little different this week, and we are looking at a religion-based monster, one that actually you might not know very much about. This week we are looking at the earthly Nephilim. If you know what these are, golden stars for you, it's definitely an oldie and a goldie, but if not, no bother, obviously I'm going to tell you about them now. The Nephilim are the children of both angels and either demons or mortal men. Either way, they are half-breeds of angels and another race of humanoid thing. They were mortal, even though descended from angels, and only lived for 120 years. Although, that doesn't actually sound like that short a time when you think about it. There's a really good description of them actually pre-written in Genesis chapter 6, verses 1-4, to which is when human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they choose. Then the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal, their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of gods went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. It's kind of implied within this quote that it was only male angels who mated with the human women, but it could actually be any nature of couple with an angel that could produce a Nephilim, but they could be drastically different in their appearance and abilities depending on their family tree. Nephilim were considered abominations or mutants, and angels were strictly forbidden by the laws of heaven to mate with humans. In some tellings, though, Nephilim and their celestial parents were tracked down and were executed by God himself. The lucky ones, anyway, if successful. The angel and human combo would produce a giant. It's said that they were the height of cedar trees, which can grow up to be about 120 feet, so they are pretty big. Alongside this, they have powerful abilities, such as immunity, invulnerability, healing, resurrection, telekinesis, telepathy, teleportation, and alongside the traditional super strength, hearing, senses, and all that jazz. There's actually another really good description from the Hebrew Bible in Genesis again that says, they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of giant size. We saw the Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them. Now there were technically four different types of these giants. The Anakites, the Emites, the Amorites and the Rephites. All of these were monstrous and feared throughout the regions of Canaan, which was an ancient Semitic kingdom all around where Israel, Palestine, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon and Turkey sit now, or it was previously considered Mesopotamia, including Babylon. And they were all considered giants, but depending on their clan, so to say, they would differ in height and aggression towards their neighbouring civilizations. It's actually believed that modern people around this area are descendants to these mighty giants, Although I don't know many Turkish or Israeli people who are ridiculously tall, but I just might have a very selective friend group, who knows? Really fun fact though, is that some of these older cultures believe that these old heroes, as they were described, they were any ancient heroes such as Gilgamesh, Achilles, Heracles... Which is a pretty fun concept, as they were considered almost demigods within the Bible as Nephilim, but these were demigods within mythologies from these different regions. So I think this one's really cool at least. But can you kill one? I mean, they are mortal, so they can definitely die. However, it's said that they're so strong, sometimes invulnerable, they're the best kind of warriors, so I would say your best bet here is to leave them alone, if I'm completely honest. In other adaptations, though, they can also be the offspring of angels and demons, or demons and men, there's not really a set thing that says this is an angel child. They are still gigantic, but they are also considered extremely beautiful, strong, incredible warriors with increased strength, intelligence, and even the ability to become sorcerers. They were really the epitome of fallen angels in the most traditional sense with immense powers and beauty, but stuck on the earth as mortals and with mortals. This actually leads us really nicely onto etymology, as this is where these two definitions really come from. The word Nephilim wasn't actually figured out until the 1900s, where it was determined to mean giants. However, before this, it was believed that Nephilim was close to the Hebrew word root nephal, which means to fall, So, people assumed it meant fallen and linked it to those angels. However, there are a few translations such as those that cause others to fall down, ones who have fallen, the fallen ones, or ones falling upon their enemies. So, there are quite a few, which is why I guess their description is a little hazy from time to time. Nephilims were first introduced in the book of Genesis, which is known as the Old Testament or the first book of the Torah it's ancient, so I cannot give you a date. People started believing in it. Uh, I don't know when it was written. I can't give you any of that. But we do know it's super old. And of course, there's no official date on this anyway, so I don't feel too bad about not giving you that info. If I did have that info, I'm sure it would be more valuable than going on a podcast. (laughs) But we do also know that at this point in the Bible, Adam and Eve had been chased out of the Garden of Eden and the Grigori, or the Watchers, who are angels, have been placed to keep tabs on humanity. Now, this is really important for later. However, in those quotes I read above from Genesis, which is before Noah and the Ark and the Flood and all that, this passage implies that the sons of gods are the angels and the daughters of men are exactly what they say they are. Although some scholars believe that the sons of God were actually these lustful angels who coveted the women of earth and took them for their own and reproduced with them. There are some interesting responses to this story. Firstly, modern Jewish and Christian people believe that angels cannot reproduce, meaning that they could not physically be the parents of the Nephilim, and so the story falls to that of the Biblical creation myth and Adam and Eve. You probably already know the story of Adam and Eve, but they were the first two original humans, so to say. They have loads of children, but the three you need to know here are the three brothers and the three first children, Seth, Cain, and Abel. Cain was the first of their sons and was chosen to be the first ever farmer, whilst Abel the first ever shepherd by God's will. When it came to show God of their harvest, obviously God was more impressed with a top dollar sheep than some wheat. So Cain, being super jealous, murdered Abel and was cursed to wander eternally. However, then there was Seth, who was born after the murder to kind of replace Abel as the first shepherd. Both Cain and Seth went on to have separate races of children, and it was believed that anyone from Seth was a son of God, whilst from Cain the daughters of men. When these two races mixed, obviously ignoring the blatant incest here, it's said that these were the original Nephilim, they were from two different races. However there is another origin story for these monsters. Using the same Sons of God and Daughters of Men storyline, it's believed that sometimes there was only one woman, called Asta, who seduced two angels, Samyaza and Azazel. They then gave birth to the original Nephilim. Now, these two angels are considered part of the Grigori, or the Watchers we mentioned earlier with Samyanza being the leader of the angels who lusted over these human ladies. And Azazel, one of said group also, is also kind of considered the Prometheus type of figure in biblical mythology, was teaching humans how to make fire and weapons. However, Aster was known by several different names, including Astaroth and Lilith. So, ha! Literally no angel herself. Astaroth, very important was one of the original trinity of evil alongside Beelzebub and Lucifer in the Hebrew Bible, and this would cause trouble by him shapeshifting and seducing anyone in his path, and this could explain Nephilim as a mixture of both angel and demon. However, if we consider Aster to be Lilith, who, if you've listened to my other episodes, the first wife of Adam, mother of all demons, it makes sense that that could potentially be the way. But to be honest, either way, not the best parental figures on either side here, but you get my gist half angel, half something else. Okay, well, that leads us very nicely on to Nephilim in popular culture. Firstly, for art, I would really recommend my favourite painting of them is The Fall of the Rebel Angels by Hieronymus Bosch from 1514. Or you can see the beautiful Nephilim statue called The Sons of God or the Daughters of Men, that they were fair by Daniel Chester French from 1923 and actually that's the same guy who made the very famous Lincoln statue at the memorial in Washington DC so it's an amazing piece of art. In movies we have very few unfortunately but we have Prophecy, Noah, The Devil's Advocate, City of Bones and The Devil's Tomb. For TV we have X-Files, Supernatural, Hex, Shadow Hunters, Lucifer, Winona Earth, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Fallen, a lot of our original spooky stuff on there, but in video games we actually have the most as per usual with this kind of topic, such as Devil May Cry, Champions Online, Darksiders, Assassin's Creed, Tomb Ranger Angel of Darkness, Exile, Avernum, Xenosaga, Payday 2, Guild Wars Factions, Al Shaddai, Disciples Liberation, Drowned God, Else Dominions, and Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. Although, I need to take a minute to talk about my absolute favourite game in this, and that is Diablo, where you actually play as a Nephilim, and they are named as Nephilim as well. Now, in this one, you play as Demon Angel Hybrid, who are badass, demon butt kicking warriors, very much the Lords of Hell as expected with Diablo. It is probably one of my favourite games of all time and I have the fondest memories of playing D2 with my dad back in the 90s so this will always be very close to my heart. I would really recommend getting your hands on Diablo 2 Resurrected or Diablo 3. Diablo 4 is apparently coming but we don't know when so honestly if you're into dungeon crawling stuff have a look at Diablo 2. For books now I would recommend a field guide to demons, fairies, fallen angels and Other Subversive Spirits by Carol and Dinah Mack. It's a really great summarized version of all the demons and angels and the hybrids in between. Or for a more visual kind of thing, you've got Pandemonium by Ed Simon. It's a really great one for demonology with gorgeous illustrations. I have recommended both of these two before, but it's because they're just awesome books. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I'm gonna say probably not for this one as I'm not a believer of any religion in which angels exist or are a thing. So it makes it a bit tricky with less of a clear answer, as religion is quite black and white, and especially with these kind of religions, if you don't believe in it, it's very tricky to kind of put that into a physical representation. So if you believe in angels, though, you know, that's not too far off, so I understand if you do. When I asked my sister this same question... She flat out said with no hesitation, yeah, because some people are too nice. And I get that. But I do think the almighty human slash angel hybrid warriors is probably a bit far-fetched for that. But although, shout out to my mum for being pretty close, she's a good angel slash demon hybrid sometimes. I hope she didn't listen to this. If she did, I am very sorry. But what do you think? Did Nephilim roam the earth? Let me know on Twitter. I'd love to hear what you think. I have been so excited to do this one because of my lifelong love of Diablo, so this one was really fun to cover and as you'll know if you listen to this podcast a lot, I tend to shy away from these kind of monsters as they're a little too ingrained in religion that's currently going, but this one was just enough for me to not really get too into it, so I'm really glad it was something we could cover and I'm really excited to cover more religious monsters from different religions and cultures in the future. So don't panic if you're not represented by Abrahamic religions, I've got you later on. Just, I have so many monsters to cover that I'm trying to space them out. Next week though, we're not really leaving the Nephilim behind, and we're heading back over to the UK, where we're looking at one of our favourite animated monsters. Oh gosh. get out of my swamp next Thursday to find out how Shrek got into the UK in the first place and how they relate to this week's episode. How mysterious. For now though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast and the Twitter is MythMonsterspod. Pod but all of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk and you can find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky and I'll see you later, babes!